Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I've been feeling funky the past week. It's been a roller coaster of emotional dysregulation amongst like political activism desires where I've hit some sort of point. I don't know. That's a bold way to start an episode, I suppose. But I have been existential lately. And this hasn't happened in a while. I don't know what's triggered it. I think it's good to think about why we're all here, what this all is. But I truly believe that this is supposed to be a good time. I do believe that life is meant to be a gift. And the best way to honor the gift of life is to live it. However, the state of humanity is really frustrating at the moment. There are so many good individuals, but collectively we are taking steps backwards, it feels. That's so aggressive. I would rather start this episode by telling you the music I listened to on my drive here to really set the scene. What I'm listening to, how I'm spending the hour-long car ride here impacts, I think, my mood, of course. Last week, I drove here listening to Blue Iverson's album. Today, I put on Black Skinhead by Kanye, first thing in the car. Actually, I drove maybe 20 minutes in pure silence. It was feeling very meditative. And then my first song to put on was Black Skinhead by Kanye. Then I wanted to see what Spotify would come up with if I had a radio. And then the next song I knew was Migos, and I don't listen to Migos that often. Something about it was sexy. I thought to myself, um is this turning me on? So then I started listening to Migos because I really don't know too many of their songs besides their hits, like Walk It Like I Talk It or Hannah Montana or Narcos or something. And whatever song was playing, I don't remember. It was hot. I couldn't find another one that did the same thing to me. But that first one, wow. And I even searched on my phone. I typed in sexy Narcos songs. Editing Lexi. I mean, I typed in sexy Migos songs. And there's no playlists. <laughs> like, no one's thought this before? I cannot be the only one. There's something, I don't know, there's something like corny about the song. And then <laughs> that is what propelled me into a spiral about the state of the world because I was thinking about how sexually repressed the younger generations are. And then I, I don't know if this is a common theory or if this is just a personal one, but... Think of how primal sex is and think about how how ingrained it has been in the human experience. If we look at where we are headed, is it going to be a safe place to bring kids? This is a common question a lot of people ask. I don't think so. Selfishly, I want to have children. I would love to be a mother, a grandmother. If I could live to meet my great-grandchild... <laughs> That would do something to me. That would really be powerful. But is that selfish? Probably. So with the state of the world not looking so bright, people aren't looking forward to having children, and I wonder if the idea of not wanting to conceive would subconsciously or evolutionarily make people less interested in having sex. Because I believe, on the primal level, Reproduction is a survival method of the species, and if we are not headed in a way that is going to be beneficial for the next generation, it would be wise to not reproduce. (laughs) Okay, so I only made it like a couple minutes before starting to get to this. It's just been on my mind lately. These, 
these thoughts come in and out. There's this level of superficiality that I can exist in for some period of time. And then I'll kind of head in the direction of introspection, thinking about my personal life. And I've been pretty good at ignoring the issue of humanity and society and the direction that our future is headed. And it's so scary that I often can't handle it because it puts me in a cycle of feeling powerless, frightened. I'm not hopeless though. I do have hope. I will say that. I do have faith. I have faith because all of the individuals that I know, I know so many amazing people and I know you know so many amazing people and I know you are an amazing person that when there are so many of us around, why would things go south? Why can't we change things? And I also think capitalism is a huge issue because a lot of these things that are beneficial long-term for the state of the planet are not money-making, you know? Saving the trees is not as lucrative as deforestation, but we need to keep the Amazon. We need, we just need to save like a small percentage of the earth. And then I feel so disconnected from the earth where, oh, guys, I, this is the whole thing. This is what I'm, oh, there's so many branches off of all of these. I, my thoughts honestly feel like it started as a seed and then it grew roots and all those roots go in directions. And then even the tree that starts forming, I'm like, where are all these thoughts going? Because I'm like, there's this aspect of it. There's this aspect of it. Okay backing up about deforestation not being lucrative and the Amazon needing to be saved and such. But it's just so insane that there is an earth, a natural earth, where there's land and water and animals that fly and animals that swim and animals that change colors, that can blend in with their surroundings, that just have so much magic to them, so much natural, purposeful magic. And then there are humans, which I also love humans. I'm sure if I was an animal, I would hate us. But because I am one, and as I said, I know so many amazing ones. I love humans. I think it's really fun to be one. But I do think it's important to respect the other species, and we are just pushing them out of the way. I did recently learn on a positive note, because I was going to then go on to the branch of uh, endangerment and extinction for a lot of species, Whales, I believe, were endangered, and then we made, what is the term for killing whales? Is it just whaling? I think whaling became illegal, fact check all these things, and now whales are no longer endangered. We need to do the same thing with tigers. There are not that many tigers left, and that's so scary. What if your kid didn't know what a tiger was? They only know what an iPad is. They should know what both are. It's so confusing, because similarly, I love my iPad. I have so much fun on it. I can spend hours and hours on Procreate and Pinterest and watching TV. And I love that there are shows that are so cool and amazing stories that people have written that have come out of their imaginations that they share with us. I guess what I'm saying is I want humans to exist and I want other animals to exist and I want the natural earth to exist. I'm so afraid of having less and less of a reason to go outside on a daily basis and getting so far from what we were meant to be doing here, which I suppose you could argue that we don't know what we're meant to be doing here, but 
I just don't think it's this. I don't think that we are supposed to spend all of our days in little boxes. And I love having a home and I love it being comfortable. I don't know solutions. It's just been heavy on my heart and heavy on my mind this week that though I have a beautiful, blessed personal life, I want that for everybody and I want everyone to thrive and have a bright future. I don't know what else to say. If you've never listened to an episode before, typically I spend the first half just going into whatever has been on my mind, whatever has been on my heart, and I've had very much a bird's eye view this week, and that has been heavy. Also, my personal life has been a little, I've been a little moody lately. You know why? I'm pretty sure I also experienced some sort of dopamine malfunction this week because I woke up every single morning and immediately went on my phone for an hour and then it ruined me the whole day because then the only thing that was giving me hits of dopamine was my phone. Nothing else would do it. Nothing. My workout class didn't food didn't a little walk outside no 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 no. I just wanted to be scrolling on my phone and it was like that all week my screen time was seven hours I think per day it was something really high it may have been even more than that I think it could have been like seven hours 30 minutes granted not all of that was doom scrolling but so my normal screen time is four hours and 30 minutes a day which is a lot but it was seven hours and 40 minutes last week Granted, I spent seven hours last week playing Block Puzzle, which is a Tetris-style game. I knew I was spending too much time on it. It's... I do this every once in a while where I find an app game and I get so competitive with it. It was with Sort Puzz last year, and that was a game where you can see where you rank at the end, and I saw that I was in the thousands. Guys, I worked my way up and I became the number one player on that game. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time, but victory was never so sweet. And then this year, I've started playing block puzzle, and by this year, I mean like this past week. And my high score takes a long time to get to. I'm trying so hard to beat my high score, but it takes about 15 minutes to get to that point. And a lot of times, I'll play it three times. And I'll get really close to that 15 minute mark and if I could just play it a little bit longer. The thing is, the better I do, the more time I'm going to spend on it. I guess that's any game. So that's been taking up some of my time. But I've also been on the reels. I've been on TikTok. I've been making TikToks because I hit a point on Thursday. This is too much. You've spent too many days scrolling. You're addicted. The least you could do is connect. I once heard that the opposite of addiction is connection. So I figured... If we're going to consume content, let's create it. And I will say that did help. It did help to be focusing on ideas for myself as opposed to scrolling in interest. Not that it was great. Then fast forward this morning, I just didn't have time. I had to pack for a trip because I'm working from Palm Springs this week, which is so cool. I've never been to Palm Springs in my life. And I'm going to be staying in a lovely hotel. And I will be working poolside this week. And you know 
that I love a pool. There is nothing I love more than a pool, probably an ocean. So I woke up this morning and immediately had to start packing. I was cleaning up the house, you know, just getting it prepared to be left. And with all that time on my feet focused, it led me to such a more balanced form of satisfaction. Whereas the dopamine hits from an Instagram reel or from a TikTok that you get, ooh, I imagine it really is like a drug. I really believe that it must be. My mood feels much more stable today, and it was feeling incredibly unstable last week. I will say throughout the week, I did have pockets of a lot of fun. I was doing a really good job of at least working through the day. My days were not so great, but a lot of my nights were. On Tuesday, I went on a double date to a Dodgers game. On Wednesday, a group of friends and I went bowling. On Thursday, I had a movie night at a friend's. On Friday, a friend came over and we cooked together. Really had girl chat because her and I are going through the same thing right now where we're a little lost in life at the moment. We don't really know what to do with our, we know our long-term game, but we don't know our short-term game and it's stressing us out and making us feel worthless. So had that whole chat and then went out dancing for a bit. Friday night, my friend and I were coming home, said, okay, so flee tomorrow. And then when I woke up, I realized that there is a beauty product that has had an impact on me in a way that no beauty product has in quite a minute. I think the last beauty product to have this much of an impact on me was Charlotte Tilbury's Flawless Filter. This is Refi's Brow Gel. I'm not sure how I missed the entire laminate brow trend. I have naturally not fantastic brows. They're also mildly ruined temporarily ruined they should come off in years I suppose I have henna tattooing on my brows and it's fading away in a strange way and, I, and it's just my brows are a problem area I really try to not draw too much attention to them but I was downstairs in my friend's room getting ready to go out and I asked if I could borrow some mascara and brow gel and I tried this refi brow gel where you apply the gel and then you pop open the cap and there's two different brushes that really help laminate the brows. It's fantastic. So I just started going downstairs and using hers throughout the week. And then Saturday morning comes around. I said, what if we just go to the Americana? Which is this like little bougie mall. It's kind of like the Grove. It's very mall Disneyland-esque. There's a trolley that can take you around, for instance. And there's fountains and fake grass and things. Very clean. I digress. Fast forward what feels like 60 seconds, I'm driving with my friend in a Tesla. I am driving us around Glendale. Because apparently when you test drive a Tesla, when he handed us the key, he said, oh, and I don't go with you. How did that happen? And did I get the brow gel? Yes. Got the brow gel, started test driving a Tesla. I don't know, it was all a blur. It was so much fun. And now I wanna have a Tesla. Now I wanna have a Tesla. I drive a 2010 Honda Accord, all reliable. Okay, she doesn't break down, she's comfortable, she's spacious, she does what she needs to do, she gets the job done. Aesthetically, do I align with it? No. But is she causing me a single problem in my life? No. But does it make me feel the way that I felt when I was sitting in a Tesla? Also no. Saturday was fun. And then we drove back home, 
that I was with my friend Ella and Ella oh Ella's been on the podcast you guys should watch the episode she's a fantastic model and we talk about the realities of the modeling industry and all of the cool things that she's done she was the face of Diesel I mean this girl has a rich portfolio I digress we get home because of all this she has a ton of wigs and so we just started putting on different wigs and using my digicam taking all these fun photos fantastic I think I have like 200 photos let's see from test driving the tesla to the red wigs we took 135 photos yeah that was fun it made me very much feel like i was in middle school when you and your friend are bringing the point and shoot camera around everywhere and just taking photos of anything and then yesterday i went to infatuations food festival it's called eats con like e-e-e-e-e-a-t-s i also saw that found oyster which is one of my favorite restaurants in la was going to be there so I was incentivized, but I went to Crudo e Nudo and I had their Kampachi. So good. I love Kampachi. I love Crudo. And then we took a little tequila shot. We were there with another friend who it's her birthday weekend. And then because we we're on the west side, we figured let's go to the beach. And then I thought in the spirit of the how silly this whole food festival thing is and we've had a little tequila and such, why don't we go to the Santa Monica Pier? which we did, and we rode the Ferris wheel and the roller coasters. I got one of those fortunes from the arcade. What's his name? It's like Zorro or something. I cannot remember. It was fun. It was fun to just be on the pier, doing something touristy and tacky. And I've learned a lesson this past week. And this is a lesson that I guess I haven't fully learned because I'm reminded of it time and time again, that cooking oftentimes takes less time than delivery. Because Ella and I were driving home after dropping off our friend. And I was like, I am so hungry. I cannot be fucked to cook. What's a girl to do? Delivery is going to be disappointing because I'm not actually craving anything. Also, I have so many groceries in the fridge. Then I just decided, okay, let's, let's cook. Let's cook. I'll do it. I'll cook us a meal. And I had two steak kebabs that I had purchased that were marinated in this really nice sauce. And so I grilled those, chopped up some onions to add. I put two sausages and some green beans and tomatoes, and I just did a big oven roast. It took 30 minutes, and it was so good. I'd also baked cookies earlier this week. They were like, they were um, coconut chocolate. Had a homemade cookie. Making things is pretty easy. I've accidentally turned the house somehow into an ingredient-only household which is where there's no actual snacks or anything. There's only ingredients to make meals, which is great, except for when you're feeling very lazy. But having this happen accidentally has reminded me, as I said, that I learned time and time again, it's not that hard to make something. It's really not. And it's fun. I never regret cooking. 9.9 times out of 10, I never regret cooking. But it was nice to cook a little hearty meal, journal a bit, and then turn off the light and go to bed. It was good. And now I'm at the podcast studio recording, and then immediately after this, I'm going to take the memory card, import it into the computer, and drive my ass to Palm Springs. I can't wait to talk about it next week. I'll tell you all about it. Because I have made it such a priority to explore California. I think California is one of the most beautiful states that we have in this country. And it's so diverse. 
Los Angeles is in proximity to just so many amazing spots. The drive that I had from San Francisco to Los Angeles was so beautiful. Genuinely euphoric and godly. I think I saw God that day. I've been to Joshua Tree now in San Diego and where else have I been? I want to go to Morro Bay. I actually was out with some people that were Angelinos and so I was asking them, since you've grown up here, what are the things I should do? Um, Malibu Creek, Big Sur, Sycamore Hot Springs, Morro Bay, Lake Tahoe, Imperial Sand Dunes, Catalina Island, Sonoma, Inverness, John Muir Beach, Ojai, Ventura County, Catalina, Carpinteria. So if you're in California and any of those, you know. Also, if you ever have a recommendation for me, like I want to go. So I'm excited to just add a new one to my list and diversify the places in California that I've seen. And now that it's getting warmer and warmer, I really want to go to Montana or Wyoming. I really, really do. Because that's not a place I feel comfortable visiting in the winter, but it's been on my list for a second now. Don't think it's a road trip, though. I think I would have to fly. Anything else that I should mention before getting into your questions? Just that, though existential asking myself questions, and it's freaking me out a bit, I do think that this is going to lead me to being a little bit more curious and taking action on these thoughts. And hope to be able to come back and have solutions of some sort or find new information to share because I don't want to scare anyone, but I do think it's important to acknowledge these things. And I've been ignoring them and not acknowledging them for a second now. And on that note, thank you for listening to my little update. Let's see what you guys want to know on Instagram. My handle is at Lexi and every Sunday I ask for questions. So let's see what you guys asked. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics. And Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can, you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. I'm a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair style it and then think okay everything's actually all right (laughs) and one of the best products i've tried recently is way's new hair gloss it takes five minutes it's an easy addition to your routine you do it in the shower it's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water not only does a hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy so your hair is looking and feeling healthier It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. 
And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code Lexi. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Who is your always-puts-their-card-down-first friend? I mean, there's a few. There's a few. That's a funny question. Who's the one that's not pressed? Who's the one that's not afraid that nobody's going to Venmo them? I have five that are coming to my mind. Yeah, that's that's a good person. That's a good friend. Long-distance romantic relationship tips. I do believe my ex-boyfriend and I, years and years and years ago, made a long-distance relationship tip video on YouTube. I wonder if it's still up. I may have privated it. I loved calling him on my, my walks. We would go on trips. He would come out and visit a lot. Um, mailing silly things. Watching something together. We were both talkers, though. It's okay. We could talk for a long time over FaceTime or on the phone. Huh. You should check out that video. See if it's still up. What are your go-to fashion staples? I just got the yellow tiger shoes, and those have become an instant staple. I'm wearing them almost every single day. I also have this dainty necklace that has my mom's name, Sandy, on it, and it's it's on me all the time. I shower in it. That's an obvious staple. I Right now, I'm wearing a lot of my rings. Oh, my Casio watch. I have that on every single day. The exact one that I have is on my Amazon storefront, which... I used to cringe out at having an Amazon storefront, but we are unfortunately all on Amazon. Why would I not make a storefront? Because people are always asking where I get certain things. And I'm like, we're just going to add it here. Even though I want to have a better one. I want a nicer version. I want a house. I want at Lexi's house online where you can see all of my favorite things. And it's like, there's the link to my watch. There, whatever. Fashion staples, bamboo hoops. You can get them at any gold store. You could get cheap ones at CVS. You could get nice ones at Gucci, but just some bamboo hoops, bamboo gold hoops. I also love my dark cherry Doc Martin loafers, a total staple. How do you know that you are in love? I believe you know. You just know when you look into their eyes. Ah, you just know. You just know. I know that's not descriptive, but when you know, you know. When you know, you know. And being in love with someone when you know they're just as much in love with you as you are with them is peak feeling in the whole world. I don't know anything that is as high as that feeling. Oh my god. Two people being in love? Ah. 
greatest, greatest gift on earth. Are you into astrology? Yes, and I used to not be because the personality traits that I was always told about myself and all the traits that I felt about myself growing up were very leader, ambitious, adventurous, fun, exciting, energetic, and I'm a Pisces and those traits are sensitive, soft, quiet, mysterious, and those were not things that I initially aligning with. I was like, no, no, no. like I'm, I'm the driver, I'm the runner, I'm, I'm leading the pack. What do you mean? I'm the soft, sensitive person that's 12th in line, huh? No, 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 I don't get it. But then you learn about your whole chart. And honestly, the more I learn about Pisces, the more I identify with it. I have a lot of Pisces in my chart. I do want to learn more about the houses. I also want to learn more about the degrees, but I'm also understanding a tad more day by day about the astrology of of just not necessarily our birth chart because I don't know how much you guys know about astrology, but effectively your birth chart is a photo of the sky when you entered the world. So you're looking at a map, like a snapshot of where all the planets were when you were born. And so every single moment you can take a snapshot of the sky and see what's going on because there's certain planets that are traveling around the sun. Like we travel around the sun every year. Some planets travel around the sun every 25 years. And when there's beliefs that when certain planets are in certain spaces, they have an impact on us individually and collectively. And I check out with that. That makes sense to me. I can imagine that all people born in the winter are going to have something in common similarly to all people that are born in the same generation. You know, there's generational commonalities. I think there's day commonalities. I would not be surprised that people born in the morning would have something in common. All people that are born in the middle of the month might have something in common. That's not hard for me to conceptualize. And there's so much more to astrology than just Pisces are sensitive, you know? I find it very interesting. Love the little pseudoscience of it all. Do you like roller coasters? If so, you should visit Cedar Point. I do love roller coasters, and I almost went to Cedar Point, but it didn't happen. Shout out to my mom. My mom was always in support of me having fun. Always. When I would leave the house, your mom probably said, be safe. Love you. My mom said, love you. Have fun. It was always, have fun. She expected me to be safe. That was a given. Have fun was what she wanted. And my mom was a worrywart. Let's not get it twisted. But I love that that wasn't what she said to me. Verbally, it was always have fun. And so this guy that I, I think I had a crush on, I'm trying to forget, remember like what the scenario was. But he called me and it was late, maybe like 8 p.m. or so on a weekday. And he's like, we should go to Cedar Point. I'm trying to get a group together. Like, let's get two other people and let's go. And so I knock on my parents' room. My mom's already getting ready for bed. And I was like, so-and-so wants to go to Cedar Point. We drive up tonight. We would stay in a hotel. And then we would we would go in the morning. And she's like, oh, my God, that would be so fun. Would he, would he pick you up or would I need to drop you off? Like, she was already on board with all of that. I was like, you're so cool for that. My mom was always so cool for that in so many other ways. There's a million stories just like this one. And then I think he couldn't, couldn't like find, I don't remember what happened, but we ended up not going. All that to say, I should visit Cedar Point. Isn't it in Ohio? It's in Ohio, right? 
What's the last thing that made you cry? <laughs> My dad called me the other day and I'm just like crying on the phone to him. <laughs> I don't know if he listens to my podcast, but I'm like, because, <laughs> you know, my dad's so far away and and my mom's not alive while I'm crying. He's like, aren't, aren't you doing that 70, 75 day thing? <laughs> I was like, I've been so lonely and I just, I just feel so sad and so numb. <laughs> it's like, aren't you, aren't you doing that thing where like you're drinking, you're drinking water and and you're reading. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was a long needed cry. Okay. This question is in relation to last week's episode which was around weight gain. I went skydiving, it ended up not happening. Surprise. There was a cloud. We we're in our outfits, harness on everything besides the point. I went to the skydiving place and you had to step on a scale. And you know what? I should say this. It I was heavier than I'd ever seen. But I had on clothes and shoes and and I did step on my scale at home and I gained like three pounds. So that was a little dramatic of me. Still technically the highest weight I've ever been, but but um you know how every scale is a little different? Yeah. Yeah. So, did want to say that. But what I said still reigns true. And I have PCOS, which is, it makes losing weight hard. And I, I hold a lot of weight in my belly and kind of nowhere else. Um, or like, kind of like my armpits, my upper arms and my belly is like where it all kind of stays. So anyway, the question is, if you didn't notice that you had gained weight, then it shouldn't bother you, question mark, which I hear that, but I'm a woman that exists with media influence. I grew up with magazines and TV and like I know, though I haven't participated in it, subconsciously I definitely have in ways that I'm not even aware of, that you're supposed to be a low weight. (laughs) Fat phobia. Fat phobia has been ingrained in us the same way so many other things have and seeing a number that I'd never seen on the scale from my body before was jarring even though my self-worth shouldn't change my concept of self shifted for a second it wavered and it was a lesson that I needed to learn so no if you don't notice that you're gaining weight I see your point where you're like you didn't notice shouldn't that not be a problem I also think weight is an incredibly layered concept. I think it's really interesting that in times of struggle or stress or when we're not coping or releasing certain emotions that humans will change their weight, even unconsciously, where they either lose weight and on a subconscious level, it's it's like, I want to be so small that you can't see me. And then other people will gain layers of weight almost as a protection saying I want to create a barrier between me and and the world a thicker one it's very fascinating and I'm not necessarily trying to what do I what am I supposed to say like it shouldn't bother me okay well I'm bummed I don't look like a supermodel too bad so sad and I'm not necessarily trying to lose weight in a way that's going to gain anything other than 
a release to bring me to where I'm naturally meant to be. And I think when I'm uncomfortable in my body, whether that's externally or internally, something needs to be released. And sometimes that's weight, sometimes that's an emotion, sometimes that's words. There needs to be some sort of expression, a release to get something out. And sometimes I think weight loss can be part of that. It, it's like a releasing of weight the same way that, uh, I, am I getting too conceptual right now? I just think that it's actually something so much more, dare I say, spiritual than health conscious sometimes. So it did bother me. Maybe it shouldn't have, but it did. Things to do with friends that don't involve drinking. Smoking. I'm just kidding. Uh, Go on. (laughs) Sorry, that was stupid. (laughs) Anything outdoors. Anything that, or any sort of like physical activity rock climbing a bunch of my friends a few months ago were all into rock climbing i personally had long nails wasn't a part of that but that was a place that everyone was meeting up and they were trying different things and it's like you're not gonna be drunk while you're rock climbing like that's that's alcoholic behavior hiking walking also oftentimes any early day activity is not going to really involve drinking unless it's you know maybe like a boozy brunch but You could totally get coffee with someone, go get tea, swimming, crafts, work parties. I feel like for a lot of me and my freelancer friends, we're like, you want to meet up at a coffee shop and work or you want to come over and we work? Oh, this is a fantastic question. How to not let one person ruin something for you? Oh, I have been there where I am excited about something and someone says something nasty or I am excited about something and someone just doesn't support it and I always see it as this is a test. Am I going to let someone stop me from doing what I want? If so, they win. I'm going to pass this test. I'm going to do what I want to do. Diluting external opinions is a lesson we all need to learn. Everyone's asking travel plans. So many travel plans. I'm going to London in a couple weeks, and I'm going to Mallorca, which I've never been to. Potentially Madrid, which I've been to several times. I'm going to try to go on my family vacation. There's an Outer Banks vacation happening. Trying to get there. Although I will be flying from Europe, and there's not really an airport that's very close. Trying to figure that one out. That one's a little difficult. I'm going to try to stop in New York as well. Like, I would love that once I'm in Europe, on my way back to L.A., that I stop on the East Coast and see family and friends out there. I'm also going to Mexico. So much fun content. Should I vlog it? Should I TikTok it? Y'all, I can't believe how much I've been TikToking. My TikToks have been dumb. Very troll-like, but whatever. It, It just, it's naturally what's happening. I would love if I could take something like TikTok seriously. It's just a joke platform to me. There are some helpful pieces of advice on there for sure. And I I take other creators seriously, but I'm like, no, 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 this is for silly, for silly giggles. But maybe that'll change one day. I don't know if I have a problem with it, just something that I've acknowledged. Like, oh, this is not not a place that I can take myself seriously. I don't know why I can't, but I can't. Best advice for a bad body image day. Step one, don't look in the mirror. You don't have to do that. Why don't, if we're having a bad body image day, 
Let's make the day not about our body because it's really easy in scenarios like that to keep touching, to keep looking, to keep grabbing. No, 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 not today. We're a little sensitive. Think of it like getting a cut and then you keep like picking at the scab. It's like, no, no, just like let it be for a second because it's going to do its thing and it's going to go away. We don't need to just focus on it because this is going to pass. Step two, wear your favorite things. Dressing to impress yourself makes you shine. Wearing an outfit that you're comfortable in, that you're truly comfortable in, and you can get dressed without looking in the mirror, you know? If I was having a bad body image day, I would probably wear one of my favorite flowy dresses. Not to say that every time I wear my favorite flowy dress, I'm having a bad body image day, but that is one thing that I just feel so pretty and I feel like a little fairy in it and I can't really see my body in it. I just get to exist as a little fairy bopping around the world and that is going to healthily distract me from looking or acknowledging my body that I'm clearly not looking at with an objective lens. And then I truly believe that nine times out of 10, when I'm having a bad body image day, the root is never about the body. It's always about something different because even if my body image is bad because I ate junk food last night, then I have to think about, well, why did you eat junk food last night? It's like, because I was feeling bored, because I was feeling disconnected or lonely. And then why were you feeling bored? Why were you feeling disconnected? Why were you feeling lonely? Because I haven't spoken to my family, because I haven't called my best friend whatever it is. So my bad body image day is actually a distraction from my loneliness. See what I'm saying? Because I swear, if I'm feeling all nice and at peace, eating junk food does not phase me. My body loves it. My mind loves it. It's not a thing because I'm coming out of a place of peace and love. <laughs> God, I hear how I sound. I mean it though that's the worst part <laughs> when did I become such a little hippie I don't know but I gotta embrace myself fully I grew into this person I'm here for a reason whereas if I'm in a point of stress I could have the most nutritious meal I could have grilled fish and vegetables and my body would be bloated you know it's the truth for me more questions about the weight gain. I understand. Regarding your last episode, are you going to do anything about the weight gain? This is unfortunately a pain point for so many women. Would love to hear your perspective. I called my therapist because, as I just discussed in the last question, if I'm having bad body image or if I'm gaining weight, I want to get my emotional self right. I also am interested because I have ADHD and PCOS, and ADHD, you lose your concept of time a little bit. So I might think that it's lunchtime and it's actually dinner. And then I might, like, my my time warp might play into my eating habits or just my lack of preparedness, you know, whatever. That might have some things. And then PCOS, I could get some, I'd like to see a holistic doctor. Yes. So I'm going to see something for my head and my heart and then something for my physical body as well. And I will report back. What is your number one tip for keeping such a healthy mindset toward life? 
I'm really happy to be here. I do feel really lucky to be alive, and that is the base value. There is so much that I want to explore here on this planet, so much I want to explore within myself, and so much I want to explore interpersonally. And for that, I'm grateful alone, and that belief keeps me going. And on that sweet little note, let's end the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm on YouTube and TikTok now and Instagram, Twitter. God, I love the internet. I'm also in California, so if you see me, also shout out to the girl that I ran into at Brandy Melville before we went to the Santa Monica Pier. I was so cold. So we stopped in Brandy Melville so I could get like a basic long sleeve tee. And as I was trying it on, this girl takes off her headphones and looks at me. She's like, I just queued up your podcast for my walk home. I'm blown away. I'm like, no way, let me see. She shows me her phone. My, my episode's right there, about to be played. A dream moment for me. That's probably so crazy for her, because if I was about to queue up a podcast, like I love Andrew Huberman's podcast. If I added his podcast to the queue for my walk home, and then I look up and I saw Andrew Huberman, I would be blown away. So crazy. <laughs> anyway, love the internet. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I will talk to you next week. XOXO, Lexi. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.